intro. Brilliant. Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today we're going to be playing Gods and Monsters. Uh, this is a fate game uh, being run by uh, Ryan. So, Ryan. Hello. Um, I'm Ryan. I'm going to be GMing this session. Uh, you guys want to go around and just introduce your characters for the listeners? Uh, I'm Kindu, uh, I'm Eric, aka Rhythm Bastard, and I'm going to be playing. Hold on, I'm hearing a little bit of uh, uh, echo in the background. Okay, there we go. We're good now. And I'm playing Kindunos, the winds, the wings of war. He is a god that is uh, really. It, he's the one that all the soldiers worship and revere. And I am Matthew, and I will be playing Jotharis, the god of knowledge and light. Um. He has the ability to affect people's minds and affect people's perception of reality through the use of light. And he is worshipped by a group of monks called the Aura. Cool. Uh, I'm playing Zun Quibslay, uh, the flowing waters of time. I'm a god of water and time and mischief. Uh, I also have... Uh, worshippers, although they don't really know that they worship me, called the Water Singers, uh, that record history through song, but they only record sad parts of history. Because sorrowful moments are the only moments that are meaningful. Alright, and that'll be a great lead-in, uh, to our, to our session at hand. Um, however, before we start, uh, since we did drop a session because our recording software messed up, uh, and because Matt is joining us for the first time, uh, why don't we do a little recap? So what do you guys remember about the last two sessions? Uh, wow, uh, for the last two sessions, we have been primarily, uh, for the last two sessions, we've been primarily dealing with, uh, Action Wan, the festering one, the god of plagues, uh, butchery, and one other thing I can't read right now. He has been, it's been really sort of a, a, a thorn in our side, so we've been trying to set that right. Um, he is looking to free the imprisoned decadent gods by, <clears throat> uh, by looking for the stone flute. Uh, however, using the skill of acting, we have recovered it, and here we are now. Yeah, we managed to recover the flute. Uh, we split it into two pieces uh, and hid it in different locations. Uh, Zun Quibslay took his half of the flute and uh, hid it in a uh, part of the uh, mystical dunes called the Howling Bloodsands. Uh, when intruders enter there, these wolves made of sand and blood come out of it and... Uh, attack all that enter there, and there's said to be some great legendary beast that haunts this area. Uh, what did you do with yours? Uh, I broke my half amongst all of my followers, uh, or the soldiers who uh, roost at my station, the outpost of the True Warrior, a uh, barracks lodged in between spires by where the decadent ones are imprisoned, and they have a piece of the stone flute in each of, in the hilts of each of their swords. And uh, what of the fight? What of the fate of Axum Wan? What did you guys do to him to sort of neutralize his threat? He's in a fucking hole. Yeah. So by uh, <laughs> pretending to be his uh, loved one, we managed to the uh, queen of the decadent gods. We managed to lure him into the prison by cl- carefully pretending 
that he had weakened it and that uh, and by shouting very loudly, uh, oh no, if you enter the prison, you'll destroy the doorway because nothing from outside can be allowed to enter. And then he got stuck inside because it was a very obvious trap. Right. Uh, and I believe just as we trapped him, there was some whispering to me uh, of something. Wasn't there, Ryan? Like, oh, yes. Uh, so that was that was where we, uh, we, where we left off. So pick it up right there. So just as uh, the plague, the cloud of flies that was Axon Wan, is uh, sucked into the void prison that you broke Jatharis out of, uh, you hear a voice from the vortex, the center of the, the whirlpool, um, speak to you, Zegwibsai, and it says, Thank you, Father. I appreciate your sacrifice. I don't remember having a daughter or a a son or a child at all. Well, then why does why does that voice think you're their you're its father? That is a very good question. If only there was some knowledgeable soul we could talk to about (laughs) this. I wonder where we could find one of those. That's a good question, what? God of Knowledge. <laughs> um, so, in the at the end of the first session, um, you guys sent a messenger to uh, Jatharis' temple. I, I don't think we had actually named Jatharis yet. Uh, so you sent a, a, a message on a song, if I'm not mistaken, saying Quib Slay. Um... What message did you send to Jatharis, and uh, what action might he take based um, on its receipt? I sent a message asking him, uh, I believe it was about where the, the true nature of this stone flute or whatever, which we've already uncovered, uh, but he didn't get back to us, because songs on winds, not exactly instantaneous communication. It, it took a while for the wind to carry over that way. Um... So, just for the sake of expediency... It was a really nice song, by the way. I liked it. Let's let's say that Jatharis arrives on the scene at this moment. Since you're a god, you can pretty much just, you know, think, I want to be where Zimkubslay and Kindunos are, and Miracle of Miracles, you're there. Unless there's something actively preventing you from doing so. Um, so, how does Jatharis arrive on the scene? Describe, Matt, describe his entrance... Um, there's just a very, there's a soft green light, and then I, I'm just there. I just appear from the green light. Is there, is there any, um, is, is there a flash or any kind of, uh, sound that accompanies this, or do you just quietly slip in and then start talking to them? I just quietly slip in and start talking because I'm subtle. All right, so the two of you here, uh, it was a lovely song, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> and you look over, and Chatharis is there. Um, so why don't we, uh, guys, describe what your characters look like for each other, since Matt is joining us for the first time. Okay. Uh, Zoomquib, you want to go first? Or should I go first? I think Raymond's on a little bit of a delay. Oh, okay. So uh, I am Kindunos, as I am, you know, a 
common like war hero type god. Um, I'm wearing a suit of armor. My arms are wrapped in these chains and I'm wearing a pair of, I guess, like ancient Greek or the closest approximation to ancient Greek pilot goggles mm-hmm. over my eyes. I don't think there's a very close approximation for that at all. It, it's, it's, Raymond, nobody cares. <laughs> he's, he's very steampunk, so he, he yeah, it's, straddles it's, a, a large time yeah, span. Th- uh, listen, there is a bit of a story behind some of the, 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 I don't know, like it's very loosely paced off a character from an earlier game I played with Ryan, and uh, that that's kind of where the, some of the similarities come from. So I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to continue that through line. It's all bronze instead of brass. Yeah, yeah. right. It's got a Brown green patina. Yeah. It's yeah. like they didn't they didn't think to protect their eyes in ancient Greek times. They're like, oh yeah, just like Zeus and uh, olive oil. That'll cure all of our problems. <laughs> Zeus and olive oil. Yeah, mm, that sounds uh, like a terrible mix. <laughs> cool. So I'll describe my character. Um, Ryan, any, is anybody else getting a weird distortion from Ryan's microphone? I think the gain's a little bit high. Um, hang on. Yeah, because I was checking that, and, like your volume was coming in as higher than everyone else's. You're well, a I can, uh, fix that. Um, That's already a hundred times better, whatever you just did. I did not do much of anything. Hang on, call, audio settings. Um, you may have even just moved your microphone away from your face. Yeah, I, I did. Um, all right, so now, how is that? That's much fine. Better. Much better. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to kiss the mic. Yeah. Oh, but I, I'm I'm not. It's It's... Like a good foot and a half. Hmm. All okay. right, good. Yeah, cool. Uh, all right. Sweet. Um, so, uh, yes, Zun Quipslay can take many forms, uh, but at the moment I am a uh, young uh, woman. Um, dark brownish skin, uh, worn from growing up in the sun. Uh, lots of simple... Metal and bone and string bangles across my arms and legs, uh, and, uh, very little, uh, clothing, just some strips of cloth. Uh, I'm just standing barefoot on this wet stone in this river. And Matt, what does Jatharis look like? Jatharis is a tall, um, kind of caramel skin man um and he wears a, like a very streamlined uh navy blue suit he's always looking very sharp but kind of timeless at the same time is he is he dressed in modern day apparel yes he is okay does his, does his last name if he were to have a last name would it also have a joe in it it might be bond but i'm not going to tell you about it okay <laughs> Um, all right, so we've got... I, I was thinking like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm sorry. Oh, I was thinking that. I, and I was like, oh, is he going to do some sick poses? And Dad likes Weird Al Yankovic? I don't know. Anyway, yes, continue on with the adventure. Um, so he's a very modern god since he's the god of knowledge. He's he's way ahead of his time. He's mm-hmm. he's slightly anachronistic. He's timeless. I, I I'm not like quite that. sure how suits fight decadence, but why not? 
Well, because it's a conservative look. It's not like he's wearing this Austin. It's like it's streamlined. It's like, hey, listen, I want to look professional, but I also want to look presentable. You know, yeah. Like, I don't want to attract too much attention. It's he's not like introduce those... Reaganomics to the wasteland. <laughs> oh, no, it's God. not. It's not like a. It's not like a business. Well, I mean, he's the god of knowledge. He'd eventually figure that shit wouldn't work out. Yeah, it's it's not like a business suit. It's more of like a. Uh... Like a boiler like a, suit, just like know. a just like a plain blazer, like like not even like a mandarin collar, you know. That's not that's like not the Roman collar. It's thinking, like a, yeah, it's kind of like, like okay. monkish, kind of priestly, but all right, okay. but more more like oh wow, that guy looks like really good all the time. So he doesn't have like a pocket square and and pinstripes. No, he's not he's not looking like a gentleman from England right now. Okay, um, so the three of you are standing. Um, Close to uh, a a gaping <laughs> wound. Ridiculously good looking. <laughs> <laughs> the the three of you are standing close to a gaping wound in the fabric of reality, where uh, Zunquib Slay, uh, using his eternal river, uh, wore through the prison of the void that the decadent gods had made for your character, Jatharis. And uh, you are standing by uh, just like an open whirlpool that leads down into a dark abyss. And just uh, and, uh, and I believe, like within the dark abyss, there is a the prison is like a clockwork mechanism, but the clockwork parts are made out of different elements. Like there's gears made out of wind and sprockets of stone and things like that, and flames and such. Yeah. Yes. Um, and a voice has just spoken to you. Uh, so after that, Jatharis appears. You guys can take it from here. What do you do? Ah, Jatharis, nice of you to finally arrive. And I stroll over to him nonchalantly and then grab him by the shoulders and shake him and say, Do I have a child? <laughs> um, that is not a question that I can answer. I mean- it- it might be. Would you like to try? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Let me let me try to answer that. Let me. Uh, I would it? I would call that wisdom. Yeah. Let me use my wisdom to to try to remember. If Sunclipsley has a child. Yeah. <laughs> if Sunclipsley has a child. All right. Uh, so you roll your dice, Matthew. Um, in the link, you guys need the link to the uh, fudge dice roller. Let's assume yes. Okay. Um, Do I roll them all? Uh, yeah. Roll them all. Can I use? Um, All right, the link is in the chat now. When I, can I use Bookworm? Whenever I wisely recite facts about a subject that I've studied, I receive a plus two bonus. Have you studied um, the genealogy of the gods? Yes. There I, was a lot. There was a lot to do in the void in the prison. You had you had an eternity to read, <laughs> and you. Yeah. All right. All right. So so yeah, go ahead. You can get you can get that bonus. All right. So I rolled a three plus the plus two, so I rolled five. All right. Uh, plus your Ys. Oh. Did you add that? Plus in my y, my Ys is three also as well. So you rolled a plus eight. So I really know about it. I really know about this child. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing, Jatharis. This is, uh, this is Zunquib Slay's kid. But it's also your kid, too. God damn it. I'm Siri. We're <laughs> really close brothers. Um, so, so here's the thing. Um, you've, you weren't quite sure how it worked, but you're, pretty sh- you're, you're reasonably certain that 
when Zun Quibslay broke you from the prison in the void, it clued the it clued the void into its own existence. Um, it realized that it was, and uh, and in that way, it is your offspring. See, cause my first thought was like how uh, Zeus had a splitting headache, and then like Poseidon chopped his head open, and that's how Athena was born. I, don't, I was thinking along those lines. Okay, this I can I can work with this. So we cause the void to be conscious, and therefore it sees us as its birth parents. This is heavy. Hmm. That's why it took me so long to get here because I didn't know how to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, okay. you took a while thinking of how to explain it. Yeah. So if it's conscious, if the void is conscious, A, how is that bad? And B, how can we knock it unconscious? Um, the, the whirling waters of the, you know, eddy that leads down into the abyss and the prison um, continue to spin, and the silence emanating from within is almost expectant. It's waiting for you guys to say something. Maybe we it. should give it a name. Voidy. <laughs> I was just going to say Voidy. V. VD. Uh, Venereal disease. <laughs> um, the, voice, the voice speaks again. I, I couldn't hope but overhear. Father. Father. I, I already have a name. What oh. is your name then? I call myself Un. Un. Un's a good name. Un. You know, it's no okay. quib sleigh, but it'll do. Right. I actually really like the name Un. Right. It's, it's all in Un. Thank you, fathers, for your sacrifice. Axim Wan is now subsumed into me, and I am the greater. Sacrifice? I'm, I'm glad, I think. <laughs> Well, is there anything in particular you want right now, Un? Yes. Yes. The separation. It is... It is torture. The separation? Separation. Your, your, your separation, Un? Yes. I am separate from that which I was. And how, how can we help you deal with this torture? By sacrificing more things. Uh, if if all things become a part of me, then there will be no separation. Oh, and that sounds like a terrible idea, so let's just calm down. Um, Look, Un, as a god of time, I'm all about entropy, but everything has its time, and it's, you know, life before death, uh, all that business. Um, all things in time will come to you. Yeah, exactly. Eventually. You've got you've to you've cultivate patience. I know it can be hard. And and you can feel full again. You know, we're, you're probably uh, just experiencing all these new things. And just know that that which there once was will there be always will be that. <laughs> Father, you're confusing me. <laughs> Look, you don't want to overeat, Un. It's, you know, 
it, it it's really bad. It's not good for you. You you speak you speak of life and death. There is no life and death in me. Uh, you speak of feeling many new things. I do not wish to feel anything. Uh, I I I wish to return to the peace that I had before. I think we might need to take our child to see a child psychologist. Yeah, I believe she so. seems. They they seem pretty. Uh, is it possible to spank a void that defies all space and time? Not, not, nothing big, just a little smack on the behind. Are, are you trying to beat my child? I don't think spanking helps solve existential dread. Mm. <laughs> or maybe we can temporarily fix its existential dread. Okay, so I'm going to... Um, because... Wait, hold on, I have to read something. Go ahead. I'm okay, not... so I'm going to try to manipulate my child because – oh, do I have to wait until tier two for that though? If you want to use that ability. Uh, see, Matt, the way, the way that this works is you can do whatever you want. Just tell me what you want to do and I'll, I'll tell you how to accomplish it mechanically. Those, okay. are, those are just things – the stuff on your sheet are just things that you are notably good at or have some benefit to do. Uh-huh. You can still try to do other things. Well, I'm going to try to penetrate Un's mind. And kind of make Un forget that it doesn't like to be separate. That's going to take a while. That's probably, yeah, that's, that's like uh, millennia of therapy uh, type, type deal there. Uh, but you can, you can try, uh, I would call that um, subtle because that's being a little bit manipulative. You want to steer her away from her current existential dread way of thinking. Um, and she's going to roll her defense. So you, you make me subtle and hang on, I got to open. Well, I mean, she's stuck there in the void. Is she doing anything? Is she growing larger? Is she pulsating? Is she sucking anything else? Well, she, she is the void now. So she's the void. Um, you, uh, can do notes if you want, you can make me a clever, uh, a clever check to see if you notice anything. Okay, hold on. Let me just. All right, then I'll, I'll hold off on my like trying mind control. Rule them all. Okay, got a plus one and plus one plus one plus two. Ah, uh, plus two. Okay. Um, you 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 know look around in the eternal river. Um, as I said, you see this whirling eddy that just disappears down into an utter blackness uh, at the bottom of which you can see the uh, cogs and gears, the elemental uh, mechanism of the prison. Um, but you also notice uh, here and there in the river, uh, in, the, in the shallow spots you can see, um, tinier vortexes um, and, and almost uh, – since, since the, the riverbed is like – Silty and and thick with clay, um, you see like almost cracks appearing in it, and then as soon as they do, they get filled in. Um, so you get the feeling that whatever this whatever this um, hole that Zunquibs lay eroded into the fabric of reality to reach the void, uh, it is it is spreading slowly, okay. slowly, and not at a not at a. a scary pace of any kind, but still 
you know, not contained to where it originally was. Okay, but so it's 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 going like fast enough that okay, it's not going fast enough that like it need, it's an immediate problem, but it's not but it's not a problem we can ignore. Yes. Okay. All right then. Um, so take a look inside the void, gentlemen, because it seems that uh, it's, it's cracking apart just a little bit. See those cracks in the the the, the uh, It's like you said. It's like a bed of clay, right? Yeah. Okay. It looks like there's a bed of clay and there's cracks forming and reforming and going back together. Look really weird in there. You guys might want to take a look in it. It, it almost looks like a fissure forms in the clay and then a, a little bit of water and clay gets sucked into it, but then it fills itself in. Okay. Uh, and then the same thing happens maybe a little further away and a little bigger and then it fills itself in. Um, but eventually you don't know. The cracks might get big enough that the whole riverbed just collapses into this void. Mm. So I'm not convinced that like feeding – Un things would solve that problem. Well, that's what she wants. You could you could talk to her more and and see why she wants that to happen. Um, you could try feeding her something else. Uh, you could try sealing the void off again. Un, yes, father. How come you don't like being sentient? Before. Why Why do you want to return to the before? We don't want to return to the before when I was merely a dream and your father, your other father was trapped in a prison, um, cut off from all the experience of the world. We don't want the decadent ones to be corrupting these poor, innocent humans. She, um... You you actually start to see something maybe um, materialize out of the void, but it's it's almost like a, a humanoid negative space uh, in the water that pushes its way up through the riverbed um, and forms a, a person shaped silhouette in the leaves of the trees and the and the grass as it sways back and forth. Uh, it's the place where a, where a person should be, but there's there's nothing. Uh, and now the voice is is addressing you from the direction of that, and it says, um, "Father, before there was there was only me. I knew nothing else, and and now now there is the separation, the distinction between between me and all of this." And it gestures at. The riverbed, the the grass on the riverbank, the trees lining the the river, the sky, everything, the entire universe. But they're not truly separate. They're not even separate from one another. Water flows through the trees and the sky as well as the river. It flows in the flesh of the humans. We are all connected by the rivers of time. You're not separated. You're just experiencing connection differently. I I am not time. I am I am not rivers. I am not water. I am not humans. I I am I am nothing. And and when something exists, nothing cannot. 
how can you be nothing when we are communicating? Nothingness cannot communicate. It is nothing. Yet clearly you have thought. Yes, exactly. You may have once been nothing, but you have transcended. You've become a new form of life. You must embrace the changes. Trying to return to the past is a fool's errand. And trust me, I've known many fools. You... Also, if we look to men, we see how the need for everything is created from nothing. So maybe you should be looking at yourself as everything. I, I do not wish to look at myself. I do not wish to, to know of myself or to be transcendent. I, I wish to return to the peace as I knew it before. I... Child, I can't remember your character's name again, uh, Rhythm. Uh, Kindunos. Look to Kindunos. He can tell you how peace is an illusion, a lie perpetrated by the decadent. Okay, repeat that again. I kind of need to set up. Tell, okay, tell yes. her about, like, you know, quote the Punisher at her. If you want peace, prepare for war, all that good stuff. See, is that everything is conflict and war is peace in its own weird way. It's because people want things and you're want to be free your your confliction is what drives you and in a way there's satisfaction in that conflict all right um so you guys are trying to persuade her that existence is is worth having um she she shouldn't um try to eat the universe to make it one with herself mm. uh, who's making that role You've all oh. been very you've all been very persuasive. Thank you. Um let's let's I, I could do might. it with I could do it with clever, I think. Alright. Although it you... might be actually I think it's wise. We're trying to give her wisdom. Yeah, I, I I have I can do it with wise. And then I'm also I have a stunt called Master Orator. Once per session I can manipulate and persuade the minds of others. You should do that, but I think that in order to pull it off, you're going to need to, like, make a closing argument. Yeah. Well, I, my thought, Un, is that he gave you this gift. Are you not thankful for your fathers, and are you not thankful for the, this gift that we've given you, this consciousness that you can use, and that we made you realize that you exist? Is that something that you would just throw away is that something that you would demolish all of creation in order to just feel whole again or is that something that you could embrace and feel whole through a different avenue you must find a new wholeness all right uh so matt you make your you make your wise roll uh you can add your your plus two bonus from your stunt um she is going to make She's going to make clever to resist your uh, your speech, and she's going to drop a fate point and invoke one of her aspects. Okay. Uh, I, I rolled a seven. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, let's see how she does. I don't think she can. Oh, all right. Well, you got uh, you got quite a number of shifts on her. Um, 
So I will I will give you I will give you this um, the the form the the inverse form of a of a a goddess the the space where something should be but is not uh, slumps uh, and you you can see it kind of um, giving the giving the whole world this the whole sweep of the river valley uh, a suspicious glance. And uh, she she says, "Very well, Father. I, I I am willing to entertain that perhaps I have not been looking at my existence quite the way you imagine. I view it more as a burden. You seem to see it as a gift. Um, if you would care to show me the different ways in which." life and existence can can be a benefit i'm i am willing to entertain the possibility that maybe i am wrong party montage yeah <laughs> so this is the part where you guys have to basically convince her that life is not all pain and um teach teach her to appreciate this gift of life and and consciousness and self knowledge that you have given her i'm really sorry about this guys i uh i got the idea from this for this character because i started reading the conspiracy against the human race uh, and uh you know I, I was kind of getting uh like i have no mouth and i must scream only she's handling it way better than that yeah i know she's doing pretty good for an angsty teenage goddess yeah. yeah, she's she's not quite a raging M, but uh, oh no, far from it. I mean, like we're we're out here, and she's in there. The question <laughs> is, how do we teach her about the pleasures of life while not also like teaching her that decadence is good? So we don't want yeah. our prison to sympathize with the imprisoned. Yeah. It's a, it's a hell of a fine line to tread. Right. Um, so I she, think I might not be the best candidate for this since I am essentially a god of war. Yeah. But maybe we could – and we can't necessarily invite her to train at the outpost of the true warrior, which is all that the soldiers of Kandunas No, are. there's totally an angle there because – Yeah, there is an angle. She's but a, no, not, no, no. But like she's a goddess of destruction – and at the moment, her thing is destruction of the entire universe. We got to channel her destruction aspect into a new means. So yeah, maybe she, she believes that destruction creates wholeness. So maybe right, we wholeness can sh- with her. Maybe mm-hmm. we can teach her, you know, something that destruction about creates emptiness. Well, or... that destruction, that large scale, scale total destruction, creates emptiness. But that small scale destruction actually creates new life and new senses of connection. Like how an important figure dying in a community can bring a community together. Right. Or, or how the destruction of a prison can bring life, literally, through her situation. Hmm. Or, or how, um, how communities band together after uh, storms and things. Right. So one of us is going to. So maybe we could. Thing is, do we need to create a storm to make this happen? Well, what do we? I have mean, to I can do, do that. I can create storms. It's not me. Right. That's it, the ball's in your court, guys. However, you want to show her that you know life has meaning and consciousness is not a mistake. Uh, I you think. Know. 
I think first lesson we teach is that large-scale total destruction is bad. It doesn't. It creates uniformity, but not but not connectedness. Right. Hmm. Or we can uh, we can try to teach her about the chaos of the universe and about how um, like nature is a force in itself. Yeah, I'm just trying to we break down. Yeah, we never try to break down the lesson into acts, basically. Yeah, I I was going to say, why don't why don't we do? uh, You know, since there are three of you, it's very natural. Three three scenes, you know, three three act structure. Each of you take a scene and direct it. You know, like what are you trying to teach her? What is she supposed to get out of it? Hmm. Um. uh, So I I guess Raymond, since you're you're one of her fathers and you seem to have an idea uh, for what you want to do. Um, how do you teach her about the difference between, you know, universal destruction and, uh, the renewal, the renewing qualities of, um, incidental destruction? All right. So I, I gesture towards the inverted nothingness daughter, uh, with my hand holding it out to her and asking her to follow me. Um, she, she takes your hand and, and you feel, you feel a very uncomfortable pull. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, it's like tidal forces. Yeah. It's, it's not great, Uh, but you gotta gotta live with it. You're, you're a God touching a singularity. You can do that, but it's, it's, it's an emptiness that wants to be filled. It's, it's, uh, you know, the, a thirst that cannot be slaked, uh, 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 ravenous hunger. Right. It is, you're, you're touching the maw of uncreation. Yeah. It's, it should be good. Yeah. You crave a feeling of oneness and connectedness, which is an admirable pursuit. But you seek it through uniformity. Uniformity is mundane and hideous. It is undesirable. The decadent ones wanted uniformity by having everyone experience pleasure all the time. This was bad. Allow me to show you what uniformity looks like. And I gesture up towards the heavens... Just as uh, the day turns to night and hanging in the air is a world that looks similar to ours, uh, roughly where our moon would be normally, except the moon looks luscious and green and there's oceans. See how no part of that world looks like any other part when you look at it on the small scale, yet on the macro scale there is a wholeness to it a connectedness, even though every part is different? Yes, I I believe I do. Um... Let me show you what happens when large-scale destruction creates uniformity. And it is that moment that thousands of comets collide into the moon. Um, Okay. Make me... I would call that uh, I would call that a bold argument. You know, you're showing you're you're showing her like the ultimate cinematic example of 
destruction. I'm the Neil deGrasse Tyson of destruction. Yeah. <laughs> On the spaceship of imagination. Yes. The universe experiencing itself for the first time. And if you want, you can give me a, a wise check before you roll the, the persuasiveness to sort of get a sense of her reaction. All right, well, I got a plus one on the wise. Okay. Uh, let's see if she can guard against that. Shoot. Uh, uh, yeah, you can you can tell she's watching, uh, but it's really hard to read an empty space. And I get a plus two on the bold. Okay. She is going to... Clever. Okay. All right. Um, she, she says... She says, yes, I, I think I see what you mean. The, the comet's impact with the, with the world, and the world still exists. It's just in a different form. That's not what I want at all. Uh, I, I, would really like, I would really like for everything uh, to rejoin non-existence. And then you get the sense that this emptiness is smiling at you. I should just kill her. She can't be saved. She's not worth it. <laughs> Wipe the well, slate clean. Start again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you throw well, down. You throw down her hand and and step away. There are two. You know, strike one. Two more strikes to go. All right. Oh God! I just recently thought of what I'm going to do. All right. Well, All right. Who's, who's next? Uh, okay. I'm just going to pitch mine. Then we'll like. I mean, if not, then um, Matt, you can go through yours. Yeah. So hopefully. my. Yeah. Okay. So my thing was. That, like, maybe I could show her that, um, like, a really, 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 like, I could send out, um, like, an APB to my uh, Lieutenant Tamerlane, a werewolf, like, the leader of the soldiers, the outpost of the true warrior, and, like, put him through a really, really rough training session and, like, show how, you know, oh, they're all broken and shit, but, like, tomorrow they're going to rest up and come back better than before. Pitching it. Oh, okay. That, I mean, what it's 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 your play. Whatever you want to do, you know, it's it's sort of a mythical thing. So whatever you think would convince her, you know, if you want to, if you want to just say take her to the fortress, and and do that right now, your gods, you can do that. I think the lesson in that story that we'd be trying to get across is because at the moment she's focused on destruction with the end goal of wiping everything out. We need, maybe we should be trying to get her to enjoy destruction itself. And that the lesson in what you'd have there is, like, if yeah, you like don't, how- if you don't completely obliterate stuff, you actually get the opportunity for more destruction by allowing things to regrow to be destroyed again. I don't okay. Know. I, no, like, I, I, you're speaking, yeah, I mean, I think you're speaking in broad terms, but like the, the thing I was going for is like how when, um, you, like when you exercise, your muscle breaks, you know, like splits happening, you're like your muscles and bones and stuff. And then when you rest and heal, they come back stronger. So that's what I was thinking is that yeah, destruction indeed. and creation are all part of the same cycle and it comes back better and better. Hmm. 
So As yeah, I think provided the, provided that you don't suck complete, everything into yes. a black hole of nothingness. Yes. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it, just a heads up, it's going to be kind of awkward since you know, like my character's built more smashy smash. But I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for the purpose of the universe not being a giant fucking void. So we're <laughs> all going to take. We're going to the outpost of the true warrior. All right. So all right. We, we smash cut to the the mountaintop. Uh, fortress. Um, all of the uh, uh, all of the uh, supplicants, the the people who were um, struggling through the impassable mountains to get there. Uh, some of them lie uh, dead and broken on the mountainside, but uh, there are there are those who are just beginning to arrive, and uh, the uh, the guards are you know starting to help them and patch them up. Um, just as the gate flies open and the four of you, uh, come storming in with, um, Kindunos at the head of the line. So, uh, your, your guards immediately come to attention. What do you do? Yes. Uh, wait, wait, wait a second. I thought it was just like, we were like starting at the beginning. Hold on. Um, Hmm. Wait. So, so what point did you say we were starting from? Um, well, it's uh, we're we're doing kind of a quick montage, so okay. You you want to take her to the fortress? Yes. Okay. So um, that's just what's going on. Okay. So while like, you walk in, uh, right. the gates fly open, and you guys walk in. The guards sort of come to attention. Uh, set this up. What are you telling them to do? You're right. So I'm assuming it'd be like earlier in the day, and you know, I you know, I ask them, uh, "Where's Tamerlane?" Uh, he, he immediately steps forward, um, here, sir. And he stands at attention. Uh, what are your orders? Yes. My orders is that I want you to put the newest recruits through the most brutal training regimen that you can imagine to- today, since it is early in the morning. And that is when we're doing this. Um, some of these people have just come through the most trying ordeal of their lives. So, you know, people, people collapse, uh, some one or two start crying, uh, but they all look open for the experience and, and, um, they, they start to crawl to their feet, uh, as, as Tamerlane, uh, starts yelling at the, um, the true warriors who were already stationed there, uh, to get everyone up and get them, get them practicing, starts putting them through drills. Right. So, I mean, you know, they're sweating, they're dead. And just as the sun begins to set, uh, you know, I tell Tam, I give Tamerlane the motion to break them up for the evening so they can get ready for meals and bedtime. And, and, and I point to Un and say, look at these men. Look at how utterly devastated and broken they are. Now, they're just, they're almost at the near point of death, but they're just holding on. They're going to get food and they're going to rest. They're destroyed. But by tomorrow, they'll be ready and they'll be stronger than they were before. They've been broken today, but not completely, because by tomorrow, that gives them the time to regrow better than before. Um, all right, so Kindunos, give me—I'll give you that same opportunity to make a wisdom check. Okay. Uh, to sort of gauge her reaction. All right, I roll negative. I'm I'm a negative one overall. All right. Um, 
that does not even touch her plus six. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really hard to read her. You know, sometimes she can't even keep track of where she's at because she's just an empty space. Um. So go ahead and go ahead and make me. Um, I would I would also call this a bold display. Uh, so make it make it bold. All right. Uh, and she's so, going to. Oh mother. <clears throat> Minus four on the fudge roll, Oof. plus three for yeah, plus three from bold. I'm minus one. All right. Um, do you want to spend a fate point? Uh, yeah, I'll spend a fate point. Okay. Um, that will that will match her. So you can. Uh, what what aspect are you invoking to do that? Uh, what aspect am I invoking? Um, I don't think we go over it. So uh, let me see here. Um, I'm looking at my character sheet. I don't really think there's any aspect I can invoke, but I'd say the wings of war, which is mighty. Okay. You don't have to use, you don't have to use the aspect with, um, the approach that it's, okay. That's just what it's tied to. All right. Um, so yeah, you're, you're the God of war. You know, you're going to put these men, you know, break them down to nothing and build them up, uh, better than they were before. Exactly. When we take over a country, then we, we claim it as our own and make it better than before in our own image. All right. Um, so, so she says, uh, yes, I, I, think, I think I get what you're saying. If, if, you, if you break things down, then you'll have the pleasure of, of breaking them down again. Why? Why won't they? Why won't they stay broken? Um, so you're kind of you're kind of getting that you know she's not quite seeing it in the same way that you are. Ah. Uh. Um. None. None of you guys so far have had like a rousing success. Uh. Mm. But she. She is still like willing to entertain the possibility. Um. You haven't you haven't like convinced her that you know you are part of the problem and you need to be uh, sucked into the void and reclaimed and made part of her. She's still going along with you, but you're not really making much headway. Mm. Uh, so I would call that I would call that strike two. God damn it! Uh, third third batter up. All right. So I'm going to use my ability to um, bend light and create sort of a a Christmas carol kind of situation where it's just me and her. And I want to replay for her the moment at which I was freed from the void. And I want to explain to her that she is not nothing and she is something because she wouldn't be able to be born unless there was a want. So the moment at which you were born, you were born from my want and my need to be freed and your father's want to free me and need to free me. So on that logic, you were born from a want and a need. So your existence is a want and a need. And your want to devour the universe and your need to devour the universe makes you something. You're not nothing. 
You are very much something. You are a daughter of the light and you are a daughter of time. You just need to become comfortable with your want and need to devour. And you need to show us your true self. Because as a daughter of light and time, you are not nothingness. All right. Uh, so, Matt, you make me a, a wise check to see if you're getting the sense of how oh, yeah. she's reacting to this. All right. Okay, so I rolled a two and my wise is three, so I got five. Okay, and she's going to try to counter that. Hang on a second. All right. Uh, you got a you got a two shift hit on her. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. Uh, you did well enough that you understand that even though she you know she hates the separation, she hates this division between herself and everything else in the universe. Because originally, from her point of view, it was all just her. And then when you two clued her into the fact that everything else existed, she realized that she was separate from all of it and it's driving her crazy. Uh, but she's still, she's still really curious about it. Uh, one, of her, one of her aspects is implacable curiosity. So if you can play to that, I'll give you an invoke of that when you make your, when you make your role. Um, if you can, if you can make her want to know more about the rest of the world before she eats it, that mm -hmm. might help you persuade her, you know, maybe not to be a goddess of unmaking and instead just be a goddess of destruction like you have been trying to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So can I, can I, uh, I guess create this light display that shows her about how life gives gifts to death and about how uh, creation gives gifts to destruction and about how I'm the god of light and since she's the goddess of darkness and nothing, I can give her gifts throughout life to help uh, or well throughout her life to help give her um, give her kind of sustenance for her need to consume things but I, I will not let her consume everything okay um, so I'll show her the beauty, the beauty of the world, but I'll also show her. So you're, you're kind of making a deal with her. You're saying for every, you know, uh, for every year that passes, I'll give you a sacrifice or for every, uh, you know, since, since you're, since you're the God of knowledge, you will, you will give her things to consume in order to. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, fill her wanting. All right. Um, so, if you want to invoke her curiosity, I think you can. You can do that. Um, she's going to attempt to resist you, um, mm -hmm. and she's going to spend another fate point. Uh, let's, let's see how she rolls first. Uh, so you get a plus two straight off the bat for for your uh, using her aspect. It's a free and actually you didn't get spin. So if you wanna if you wanna um, invoke her aspect, you're gonna have to spend a fate point of your own. 
Okay, well, I'll spend a fate point, but then I was also wondering if I could, if I could twist something, if I could use bookworm whenever I wisely recite facts about a subject that I've studied, I receive a plus two bonus. I've been studying her this entire time, so does that? Um, I think that's a bit of a stretch. All right, that's a stretch. Right. Yeah, since you're since you're trying to make an argument, you're not really reciting facts. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to, you could spend another fate point to invoke your logic aspect. The QED. The QED, and okay, that yeah. would. That would help you as well. Okay. Um, so she's going to. So I'm rolling my clever. Yeah, and plus, she's plus she's one. Rolling her clever as well. Uh, plus, well, you roll it first, and then see how you do. All right. All right. So I got a four. Okay. Um, and she also got a four with the. She's burning through her her points too, um, so uh, she she says um, she says stop stop, it's 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 all very it's all very pretty and and bright, but I have I have no place in this in this world and and it has no meaning to me. Uh, I, I I must I must consume everything to to achieve the wholeness the oneness. Well, how, how does it have no meaning to you if you must consume it? That that has meaning in itself. Logically, you're negating yourself. If you have this need and this want to consume everything, then you saying that it means nothing to you is well, wrong. It is. It is without. It is separate from me. I. It, its existence. Its its mere existence tortures me. And if I can't bring it into myself, then I can never know peace again. Um. So, I. But it, it was. It was never a part of you. And and it was. It was always separate from you. Now you're just dealing with the shock of knowing that it's separate from you. Uh, she's going to go full teenage girl on you. Uh, she, she, uh, turns away in a huff and says, you don't understand. Uh, and then your illusion breaks and the four of you, the the three of you are standing back on the bank of the eternal river. Um, and she has gone to her room, so to speak. She is, (laughs) she has returned to the void. There was a tiny splash. Yeah. And now Justin Bieber is playing underneath the river. Um, How could this happen to me? <laughs> so, so here's here's the thing: uh, you guys haven't like shifted her worldview dramatically, um, but she's not eating the universe right now. Right, and she's willing to understand. Yeah, she's she's willing to you know not eat it for now. Not eat it for now. Okay. We'll talk um, so, about this later, young lady. <laughs> so we'll discuss it later, young lady. So it's up to you. Do you want to leave her like this and and see what she does? Do you want to? Maybe um, we should let our knowledge, the stuff that we've tried to bring to her, sit with her for a while. What and may- maybe we should also, um, God of Water. Maybe you should try to make some sort of impenetrable barrier through the river. Uh, you so want a you want a glacier? I can give you a glacier. 
So she's kind of trapped in there for a little while. I need, some, breaks out. I need some intention to bleed off to create a glacier of Zun. <laughs> I don't know, GM. Would that would that hold her off from getting out? Um, it would. It would definitely be worth a try. Um, so if you, I mean, you're a god, so you can purposefully go do something to generate intention. Um, or I think you have you have a point of it stored in a in a station of yours, don't you? Yeah, you the have a, a power sands. Well, do, do you think that's worth it to try to trap her for a little while, at least to buy time until we can figure out how to either A, um, Well, the question becomes, or... will she see that as antagonistic? If we trap her, then we've imprisoned her like we've imprisoned others. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should be trying to be the cool parents. If you're gonna drink, I'd rather you drink in the house. Exactly. If you're gonna, if you're, if you're gonna, gonna drink, I'd rather you drink in our universe. <laughs> if mm. you're gonna consume the universe, I'd rather you do it in the house. I'd rather have you consume alcohol than <laughs> the universe. <laughs> yeah, goddess of destruction and alcohol. Oh yeah, we could try to we could try to uh, substitute. We could try um, and make her some worshippers. That could work. Yeah, there's some crazy ass human beings out there. That's true. You could you could try to um, you could try to drum a, drum up a cult following for her. Maybe make her see that uh, having having mortal followers is is useful. Um, it also might make her more powerful, which is kind of freaking scary, though. But yeah, the vanity of it might keep her in check, though. Um, I I will also point out. That even though you weren't like necessarily able to change her worldview, which is kind of a tall proposition, you know, a tall order, uh, you you still like could put forward that idea that you know, if if you don't eat the universe, we will we will sacrifice things to you, and eventually, you know, like maybe don't eat the universe now, and we'll like section it off piecemeal and give you a little bit at a time. Slowly by I explained to her the heat death of the universe. Well, actually Look, it's gonna have to be destroyed eventually. No, it's but because because okay, so let me say this. Because everything is modeled after the universe. Everything is a self healing machine, if you will. So if we section off pieces of the universe to feed to her to sacrifice to her if we if we pick self-healing things then technically we'll have forever because if we take off a piece sacrifice it to her it will grow back like feeding her universe liver like (laughs) feeding her universe starfish you know something like that like if you if you cut a starfish in half you have two starfish i love me some starro (laughs) yeah i mean like like this I mean, is, I mean, I mean, like theoretically. Not. I, I will. I will tell you this. Like, this is like, like I said, I compared her to a naked singularity before. That's pretty much what she is. She is God's garbage disposal. So, if you, whatever you throw into her, it's getting crushed into you know whatever basic, uh, bu- you know, building blocks make it up. Uh, How about we promise to give her all that is dead. What if we chucked love in there and then it got crushed up into the basic elements that make up love? 
and then we can extract it and find out what makes love. Oh my god. I just meant that maybe she might be overcome with love for her dear fathers and finally listen to our wise and sagely advice. Or what if we what if we all go in there and cut her up from the inside out? Let's not go into our prison for which there is only a one-way door. <laughs> Truth. But now that now that she's especially now that, now that you've, you know, made it so that I cannot break out of prisons anymore. Sorry. But now that she's anthropomorphic, you know, that the the rules might be changed. Look, we shouldn't try and kill our daughter. We should try and nurture her. Well, you're the one who brought it up first. I'm just. Saying, I, I know. Oh, I was telling. <laughs> if there's any way we can just like render her unconscious or something, yeah. that would be yeah. Ooh, uh, look, Z- Zun the could sleeping, play. the sleeping death of the universe. Yeah. Uh, Zun, I will. Um, I will. I will compel your recklessly capricious. You know, you didn't ask to be a dad. You don't have to deal with this. You you want to put this to bed as quickly as you possibly can. Yep. I'm going so to make a glacier. Yep, go, go ahead. So you have yourself a fate point, and, and I'm sorry you're not going to get to be the cool dad that you were thinking about, but... Yeah, you got you got bigger fish to fry. You got other things to deal with. I've got intentions sitting on numbers from where they reduced down at the end of last game. So I've got like a bowl, uh, sorry, subtle, clever, and swift at one. Can I bleed one of those off, or are they locked? Um, I believe you can. Um, that that brings you down. That brings you down to zero. Um, yeah. Which I believe sort of uh, it doesn't it doesn't depower your um, your ascendant aspect, but if you bleed off another block of intention, uh, your numbers reverse and the other side of the spectrum becomes ascendant, and you need to rewrite it. Yeah, I mean I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna go off and like immediately do something. Oh, All right. a lot of noise. Um, so that, that slides down to zero. Um, um, I will take it off. I will take it off swift, I guess. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, which, whichever, whichever one you want. And that, that changes the aspect of, um, the, the region. Um, so where the heck is it? So right now... Um, it is the black pit, uh, and the refinement is circling the drain of the universe. Um, nice. So it's going to be come the frozen blackness. Okay. As it instantaneously freezes into a glacier, like freeze dry that sucker. <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna freeze dry us an evil waterfall. <laughs> we're gonna get her this one. So the uh, Zunklubslay, you know, you you raise your raise your arms, uh, and a, a sheet of ice just falls over the the cliff face, um, and the river freezes. Yeah, as I'm freezing it, I say, creation before destruction, life before death. Chill out. <laughs> Chill. As, uh, 
<laughs> as, he does this, as he does this, can I can I place a fail safe in there? Uh, sure. How do you want to do that? Um, I would like to to place a hallucination within the ice so that if she ever breaks through it, uh, there's a message there. Uh, yeah. Um, go ahead and make me a subtle roll. Or just her two cool dads chilling out with her. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> we love hey, you, bro, honey. We, we, we love you. Hey, let's dance to that Justin Bieber album you <laughs> love so much. Wonder King and Woo. Chill. All right, Family so I, picnic. Yeah. I, rolled, I rolled a two. You rolled a two. Um, so add your subtle to that. Plus one, three. Okay. Um, and that's that's enough to give you spin. Um, so what message do you play for her when you, uh, you know, if she ever breaks through this ice? What, what illusion is locked in there? I would like her to meet me at the Temple of Knowledge. Okay. And so just say this, this was not my doing, meet me at the Temple of Knowledge. So you're playing good cop, bad cop with your dad. Yes. With your daughter. Yes, I'm giving. I'm giving her the old. She got punished by dad, so I'm going to give her ten bucks. Yeah, I always enjoy role playing his dads. It's always. (laughs) But she doesn't know that we're both in on this, right? Well, technically, technically, you're not. He just decided. You know what? Go to your room forever and slammed, slammed. My recklessly capricious aspect being compelled. I'm kind of on board with it, though. Yeah, just in case the failsafe, you know. But she's got she's got nice dad to go to, because she knows she can't go to mean dad. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, so the the waters of the of the whirlpool freeze solid, um, and you can you can see um, uh, a sheen black of, ice. Yes. Pitch. I black. love that album. ACDC two thousand eight. And um, the the. The gateway into the prison is completely obscured by the by the pitch black ice, um, and the the course of the river actually alters slightly to to flow around it. Um, well, if it's a glacier, water can still trickle through it. Through it, yeah. yeah. But I mean, won't that crack at all? Or cause, no, I mean, remember no. what happened to the okay. So, like, the it can be the water is freezing on the top of it while water underneath is slowly melting. Hmm. So it's the same well, we were, water overall. Yeah, we would want it frozen underneath though, because that's what yeah. seals. Her well, that's, yeah. that's why I said the I I I picture the the. Well, I mean, that's water, fine too. Whatever. The water like so maybe maybe the river just meanders around the glacier. Yeah. yeah. It it's, okay. it widens and splits on both sides. Because it's also not a normal. It's not your average glacier. It's a glacier created by the god of water and time. Yeah, and plus yeah. you can like just kind of make it wherever, or just dig a ditch around it. Yeah. Um. And water flows up into the glacier because time is like reversed. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> um, Nobody cares. I I did I did sort of intend the eternal river to be sort of representative of uh, time and the flow of time. Uh, so as god of time, you realize that you've done something very unnatural here, uh, Zinquipsle. You've frozen time. Look, sometimes. Time needs to be frozen, you know, like when you're waiting for school to end or when you're about to be stabbed. Time freezes all the time. People just don't notice it. 
and and you're the god of time, so it's your prerogative. And if anyone doesn't like it, well, then too bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm chucking a I'm the last time lord. I can make <laughs> up the rules of time. Who's going to stop me? Time. Exactly, exactly. The time police. Oh no! I am the time police. <laughs> you can't handle the me. So she is now frozen in her, you know, void prison. Um, her boudoir. As as far she's she's locked in her room uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, the three of you are standing there on the on the shores on the banks of this unnaturally frozen river. Um, what do you do now? As I stare at my handiwork for a few minutes and wallow in the silence, I break it and say, you guys want to go get beers? Okay. As long as it's not IPA. I don't know what that means, and I'm a god of time. (laughs) Well, he's the god of knowledge, so... I know all about brewing beer. I know Uh, all about brewing beers because I used to uh, do it. Okay. So, remembering the other <laughs> potential plot hook for this game from the end of last uh, session, I uh, I direct uh, my fellow gods towards a small village in the uh, in the fields, the foothills, for uh, for the revelry. Yeah, indeed. We 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 just we pretend. I I pretend to be a uh, old goat farmer. Uh, as I wander into town with my companions, I don't know what form they're going to take. Uh, we're just going to go to the, the local local tavern, the pub, and uh, have a couple of brews. You know, see where the night takes us. See if there's some humans that need to be taught lessons about hubris. All right. Um, so you three, you three walk into the tavern. Um, it is a relatively small dirty, cramped uh, place uh, where people who work long, hard hours uh, go to drink themselves unconscious after a hard day. Uh, See, there's no decadence here. These people earn their enjoyment by working mm. hard. Mm. Like the good people of the earth that they are. Um, so, uh, what do you, the, what forms did the two of you take? Um, uh, I am taking the form of a blacksmith, Got my just wearing a you know heavy apron rimmed um, cloth clothing, so all of my so I don't burn my stuff. You know, working with the anvil and whatnot. I don't know how blacksmiths work, but I'm just fun fact. Like, I yeah. worked as a blacksmith. Really? Oh, okay. Wow. So then, yeah. yeah so just set the. Same it would thing. be a leather apron, and apart from that, it would just be whatever the hell else everyone else was wearing. All right. Yeah. So exactly. So the apron is the key part. I want. Yeah, indeed. To take away from this. Yeah, and I'm just going to take the form of the average Joe in the bar. So you're going to use your knowledge powers to like just yeah. kind of make yourself as some morph out of all of them. Yep. I'm okay. just going to not. I'm just going to not stick out from anyone at all. He's the nuclear <laughs> family. He's 2.5 children. Yeah. Um. So the uh, the tavern owner comes over to you and uh, doesn't even ask what you want. Uh, just sets um plates of some kind of uh some kind of animal stew uh it's got root vegetables carrots and potatoes uh and and a very heavy beer uh in front of each of you 
because you all look like working people just coming off your your day's labor. Sorry, bro, you don't need you don't need to think. We got you. He got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, barkeep got this. I'm 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 gonna tell him the why the long face uh, joke. Okay, and I'm gonna introduce that to humanity. All right. Um, so I you guys are really taking your dad week. role seriously. <laughs> t- tell him dad jokes already. <laughs> telling Jack. Telling dad jokes already. The so father of fathers. The bar and the high, high fathomless void. I'm dad. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm already wearing dad shorts and dad socks. And a polo t-shirt tucked in. He just invented the polo. Yeah. And that's how the polo t-shirt was invented. Because there was a need of something more dadly. <laughs> All right. Dadliest catch. Um, so do the three of you want to have any any discourse over dinner? Uh, do you want to talk things over or shall we just yeah. pull out right I, into it? I have a question. How long do you think your glacier will keep, Soon Quib? Good question. You know, glaciers are ancient things, timeless. I think we got at least a week. Yeah, hmm. but she it, she does have this ravenous hunger to consume things, and she might be antagonized by the act of trapping her under a glacier. But the thing to remember is that the glacier will be destroyed when the glacier is destroyed. Nothing we can do will change that. Time flows as it needs to. You know. Yes, but nothing consumes as it needs to as well. Can't we just can't we just have beers and try not to think about our recklessly capricious mistakes? Hmm. <laughs> you know? That depends on how good the beer is. Look, I think yeah. the glacier is gonna hold. I think we've got at least two runs out of that glacier. All right, I'll, t- I'll take your word for it. But, the beer's pretty yeah. decent. Mm. All right, then. I'll, give you so that. The I'll, I'll drop the subject decent. for the time being, then. All right. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll drop it for tonight. But tomorrow, I'm going straight to the glacier first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What if it was first thing in the morning? Right now! Clicks fingers, <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> Some strong beer there. Yeah. Yeah. Strong um, enough for the gods. All right. Uh, so, as you as you three are enjoying your meal, um, you hear something of a ruckus outside, um, and the the entire tavern uh, it's a it's a, a clay brick building uh, with a wooden door. Uh, the entire tavern seems to shake and and rattle with. Um, a booming voice uh, from outside. Um, I'm going to quickly invent the word brouhaha. You do so. Yes. What is, what is that brouhaha? And everyone knows what you mean. Yes, I win. Um, it, a, a booming voice uh, that that says, Zunquib Slay, Kindunos, I know you're in there. Come out and fight like men, like gods. Uh, I continue drinking because I'm not Zunquipslay, I am but a simple sheep herder. Uh, I have a feeling like unless there is some kind of Marty McFly chicken moment, uh, my character would not react just yet. He's kind of following everyone else's lead, trying to play it cool. 
every everybody else uh, since since whoever this is seems to think that there are gods inside uh, starts rapidly inspecting everyone else in the bar to see who they think might be a god masquerading as a person. I'm not a god. I'm Zachariah, the sheep herder. And I'm Stephen, the blacksmith. Good Jewish names. I, yes. Uh, it turns out that I, I actually forgot to hang out my linens to dry, so I have to go get going right now. <laughs> uh, you notice, uh, Jatharis, that whoever this is doesn't seem to have beef with you. Specifically <laughs> called out Zunfibslay and Kindunos. I might. Uh, I'm going to leave the tavern, but as I leave, I'm going to turn into. Um, I guess like the candle outside the tavern, so I could see what's happening outside. All right, uh, make me a subtle check to you know do that without anyone noticing uh, <laughs> a mortal mysteriously transforming into a, an open flame. It's like, was that just a guy there a minute ago? No, is there, there, is, the is, there a, is there an outhouse out the back? Um, yes, there is indeed. All right, I, I down my beard and say, well, I had enough of this god's business. I'm going to go take a piss and start <laughs> heading out the back. All right, um, so Matt, uh, you're looking for a number of plus three because there are quite a few people watching for divine <laughs> happenings. And if they see a guide transform into a candle flame, they're going to know that something's up. All right, well, I only... Oh, I only, somebody I got, splacked the booze. I got a two, but yeah, I'll just deal with it. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, everybody, everybody, uh, there's a, a murmur rips through the crowd. Um, and uh, Raymond, Zimquip Slay's exit kind of gets covered by everybody pointing in... in it's it's him. He's the he's the god. Um, they don't even know their law. Son Quibslay is not a god of fire, and Kudunos isn't either. Yeah, I'm the god of light. There, someone's calling for a god. They they saw something supernatural happen. They're you know they're just peasants going with it. Those bastards. Um. So so yeah the uh, the the door. Uh, wooden frame just comes rocketing off, um, and Kindunos, you see the silhouette of a of a woman. Um, she is carrying a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I uh, shepherd's crook uh, that seems to be made of um, spotless platinum, and it shines softly. Uh, and she's that is really- one expensive shepherd's crook. Yeah, she's right? she is wielding it like uh like a battering ram. She has just knocked the door off. Um and everybody in the place just points at the candle flame. Uh, uh I might take this opportunity to turn into my own uh form that okay. I normally take. So AKA you, Jatharis. So you just shift back into Jatharis. Uh yeah. she she marches up to you and says, Okay, where are they? Um, well, you see, um, I remember the forms that they were, but as you, uh, entered, I remember hearing some popping noises, so I'm pretty sure that they changed forms, so I, I don't really, I, I, I don't know. Okay, where, uh. Or, or who. 
You can make a subtle check to lie to her. <laughs> I think you got it. <laughs> okay, Meanwhile, I'm just like sipping my beer, occasionally just taking it over, trying not to look suspicious. Yeah, I got a four. You got a four? Yeah, she got a minus one. Right. Um, so she, she falls for your lie, hook, line, and sinker. She says, damn. <laughs> what did I, they look like? Um, well, funny thing is, they, uh, looked like, um, a shepherd and a, um, another shepherd. <laughs> her, her, to add insult to injury, <laughs> where they both look like shepherds. <laughs> she, uh, you, you see her, her grip tighten on her, on her crook. They dare insult me like that. First, they poison one of my flocks and scare off one of my shepherds. And now I don't they think have all the shepherds in that bar are like down uh, up, yeah, making they, their whatever their various prayer motion is. They they recognize that this is their their goddess, and you see you see uh, mortals, um, even people who aren't shepherds, uh, you know, expressing their their veneration of this uh, angry goddess who has just stormed in. Um, they, she, she is just getting madder and madder though. Um, if you see them, Jatharis, you tell them that I'm looking for them. And, um, uh, what, what, what might I call you? Um, you know what, make me, make me a, you studied the genealogy of the gods as we established before, uh-huh. so make me a wisdom check, or a wise, wise check with, uh, with your plus two bonus. See if you know her. Alright, so I got a six. Six, okay, you know her. Uh, she is Temulun. She is goddess of shepherds, domestic creatures, and animal husbandry. Oh. And apparently, your two cohorts here, uh, have poisoned a flock of sheep and scared off a shepherd and have pissed her off royally. Well. Um. Temulun, I will inform them, and I just want you to know I have nothing to do with either party in this particular situation. Do I make it to the outhouse yet? Uh, yeah, you can, you can, uh... The minute I step in and close the door, I turn into a, uh, large tortoise, uh, and then walk back out and walk into the tavern. <laughs> Okay. A large tortoise. Yeah, once you notice the large tortoise. Yeah, she she does. When I come back in, but comedic timing, I could walk in just as she leaves. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, make me a bold check to see if <laughs> see Why how the timing goes. You keep making me make checks on things I'm bad at. <laughs> Although I'm not too bad at bold. Let's see what we get. Ooh, I get one. One. Um. Okay. So the timing works out just as you just as you wanted to. Uh, you're kind of walking in as as she is storming out, uh, leaving the mortals groveling, you know, in the whole place. Um, and the the shepherds who recognize her um, begin following her out and and you know praying to her and trying to pacify her rage uh, because they you know. They don't want their flocks to uh, die off or be be taken from them or have their livelihoods disrupted. Um, I ponder in and say, 
It is I, the ancient tortoise of time. Um, some you get some strange looks from the remaining mortals in the bar. Uh, are you hoping to attract her attention or just? Hey, just she freak, notices. She notices. That's on her. She's, she's not paying attention. She's gonna check and see. I'll, I'll see if she notices. Um, oh boy, she does not notice. Wow, she, she's a really bad at her job. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's really uh, a, an unwashful shepherd. shepherd. <laughs> she, she is just in a rage. Um, yeah, so uh, that's out there for you guys to deal with still. Um, do you? Does anybody go after her or try to talk to her? Are you just going to let her walk away? Because that's, that's fine. I do have something else we can go into. Well, I'm definitely going to let her walk away because I have I want nothing to do with this. Yeah, let's let's walk, yeah. Let her walk I, away. Let's let that I was, just, I, I was just kind of waiting for like the Marty McFly. Like, part of me feels like jumping in there because my character's eager to leap to conclusions to get into the fray. But I was kind of waiting for like a Marty McFly chicken moment, and nobody, that would have been the nobody calls nobody insults Kindunos. Yeah. Is there a god of chickens? I don't know. There could be. You, you, you could add it as an aspect. You've got the, you're the wings of war, aren't you? Oh my god, that's true. And all the winged the, creatures love me. The deep fried wings of war? <laughs> Possibly. A flock of angry bellicose chickens descends with ranch from the dressing. <laughs> okay. from the side. Like, right. oh, oh god, like what's my dressing? <laughs> <laughs> Eleven herbs and spices. <laughs> The seven spices of Japan fried chicken. Um, but yeah, if uh, I I will offer you a fate point, uh, Eric, if you if you want to jump in and and just say you know she wants to fight. Okay, I'll give her a fight. I'm I'm just gonna lie as low as possible because I may have just offended her more on their behalf by lying about how they look like shepherds. <laughs> Um, I mean, I was a shepherd. But yeah. Was it? yeah uh, speaking speaking of that, uh, all of the all of the shepherds who have followed her outside, uh, she she has like lined them up, and she is um, meticulously expect, inspecting them from head to foot. Uh, you know, using her shepherd's crook to like levitate them in the air and spin them around, making sure that they're not um, deities masquerading as mortals. I very slowly crawl towards the front of the bar. Um, uh, you you hear from uh, Eric here. I'll give you the I'll give you the uh, the the Ugh. hook here. All right. Um, he hasn't even he hasn't ever seen a war until he's fought me. Uh, and then a shepherd comes sailing through the window and lands on the bar. I grab the shepherd just before he lands. <laughs> On the bar. Whips around a little bit. So I walk out, finish my beer, and then just like lob the, the lob the glass at her head. Alright. Um so go ahead. I I would call that mighty. Okay. So I'm gonna roll them all. <laughs> minus three. I'm at minus one. Um the uh the glass um breaks in the street. Uh, at her at her feet, um, the shepherd that she is inspecting um, just drops, and she turns to see uh, you. You are um, a blacksmith, you said. 
Yeah, I'm a blacksmith. So she turns to see a man in a leather apron standing in the doorway of the bar, and she she smirks. Does she does she say anything? Because I'm just giving something to refer to. Yeah. Uh, it's something to something to react to, and then you could pretend to be one of your own followers. That's true. Um, like, okay, no, 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 hold on. I'm going with that angle. All right, <clears throat> improv, improv. All right. Um, it's like I will have you know, bitch. That I don't know. Uh-oh. I'll have you know that <laughs> can do no. The shepherds are I've scrambling made, for cover. I will have you know that I have made it to the outpost of the true warrior. And with these mighty arms, I've climbed to the Forbidden City. And I've climbed my way back down, just so I know that Kindunos is by my side. And just as I fought with sword, I fought with hammer. I mean, I've fought with sword, I've forged with hammer. And I'm not afraid of some uppity goddess making a mess about this fair city. Leave the shepherds alone. She she turns um, she turns to you and and says those are strong words for a mortal man. She holds up her her crook and and she says, "I'll have you know that Kindunos is a coward who poisons helpless animals and frightens harmless shepherds. He and his compatriot Zunquib Slay are the worst kind of." rank uh rank cowards uh they they have no honor uh they they um they have not battled in centuries so they go out and pick fights with those who cannot fight back and i am here to fight back it is at that moment that thunder cracks in the sky and it begins to rain because you know i liked her speech yeah, and I invoke my water. So I use my water cycle stunt. Right, and it and, is at uh, that point. Um, I say, I'm ahead a little bit. I say, fair enough. Then, tiger upper. Then, like, I I, I lunge it. Someone is shifting stuff around. You're right. I think it's your uh, your microphone. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm using, I'm using my, uh, PC and Skype works really weird with windows. Okay. Right. Mm. So, so I just, I lunge in to give her an uppercut and the shepherds, I'm assuming this is what happens. The shepherds like just kind of see my illusion unravel and like, they just see a fist. It just like the, 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 the. The workman's clothes slowly start to unravel, and they see like this fist made with the chains wrapped around it. And then I go into just straight up uppercutter. Nice. Uh, so, so your illusion like comes apart with the chains whipping around. That's yeah. That's a sweet transition there. Thank All right. You. Um, so you guys are in combat. Um, how do we want to do this? Do you guys want to well, let, let's roll swift? Everybody roll swift to determine initiative order. I'm pretty fucking swift. Uh, I'm at plus four. Oh, good. She is at minus two. Oh, you may have beat me for swift, and it's like one of my good aspects. I only got two because I rolled a zero. Yay! Yeah, I'm, I'm plus two. <clears throat> Even so though I didn't, I wasn't really going to do anything. Kindunos at plus four. Um, Zunquib Slay at plus two, 
Jotharis is also at plus two. You can act if you want to. Uh, you um, know, well, I'm just going to take out. I'm just going to take out my staff subtly. Okay, and uh, she is Tangulun, and she is at minus two. So, Kindunos, you're you're uppercutting. Yep. All right. So go ahead, uh, Mighty. She's going to see if she can avoid you right. swiftly dodging out of the way. Okay, hold on. And I roll Mighty plus three plus. I'm at plus five. Okay. Uh, she's at plus two. Um, she have any? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So you got you got a uh, you got a three shift hit on her, which gives you spin. Uh, so you can you not only damage her quite a bit, um, you also get some other effect. You know, so like you can knock her prone, or uh, you can um. You can disarm her if you want. Like you can, you can swipe her crook out of her hand. Right. As you, it, it's up to you. What do you want? All right. Um, yeah. So I'm going to kind of like uh, okay. So let's see if I can do this. Just kind of whip my chain around her hand and disarm her. Okay. Um, so you now have her um, glowing uh, platinum crook. Um, she cannot invoke that aspect while you have it. Um, okay. So Zun Quibslay, what are you up to? Um, as uh, my total total, as my tortoise form clears the door, I start to grow into a uh, large, gigantic lion turtle, uh, as in Chinese, not as in <laughs> not Apple as in Avatar. <laughs> I don't have a mane. <laughs> the last Airbender. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm going to do, um, and I'll be using my aspect ever-changing water forms to do that. Okay. Um, as a justification. So I would call that I would call that bold. If you if you want it to be more than just cosmetic. Why not mighty? I yeah, mean, the same. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, I think that's more yeah more like a show of flash than of strength to transform into a different. I am so. plus three. Boldly a lion turtle. Okay, um, so that's enough. That's enough to give you spin. Um, I guess you can have um, give it. Um, you have a you have a, a a boost with a free invoke. You know, uh, but once once you use it, it goes away. Cool. Um, for being a big scary lion turtle. Um, just. Jatharis, what are you doing? Uh, the the mortal people are starting to clear the streets at this point. They are just running the hell away. Uh, Don't let them clear the streets. They've got to witness our magnificence. It is it is pouring rain. Um, Kindunos has just punched Temulun and disarmed her, uh, and is probably now declaring himself as the enemy of shepherds for all time. <laughs> Uh, hey, it, listen, it is all her fault for calling me chicken, so she should have <laughs> known. Nobody calls me mad dog. <laughs> um, so, so what are you doing? Do you want to subtly help out your friends? Do you just want to like, you know, uh, tip I'm your ju- hat? I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to stay alert for now just in case I have to intervene. Okay. 
Uh, so you're holding uh, your action. Yeah, I'm holding my action for now. Okay. All right. Uh, she. Let's see what did I give her? Uh, okay. Uh, she, she, you know, gets to her feet, um, and her, her hands ball into fists and she says, Kindunos, uh, you have, you have slighted my people. Um, you have, um, you have, uh, desecrated your honor. Uh, you have attacked the harmless. You must apologize. And in her voice, uh, there is the commit. There is the command of someone uh, who is used to corralling wild animals and making herself heard and asserting her will over the lesser creatures of the world, uh, and she is now turning that on you. Um, so, what do you do to defend yourself and keep yourself from falling to your knees and apologizing? What do I do to keep myself from falling to my knees and apologizing? Um, oh God. Um, so I mean, like, I can—I don't have to perform a specific act. I can just respond and you know, vocally, correct? Yeah, you could. Yeah. Uh, you could, you know, uh, say a witty rejoinder. You could. Right. Okay. Uh, you could just own it and pose and be like, "Yeah, I did that. So what? You know, however you want to." Yeah. So then I'll tell her. Listen, if you didn't want a war, if you didn't want listen, if you didn't want trouble, you shouldn't have come looking for it with the god of war. That's a good one. Um I would call that bold and she is also going to roll bold. <laughs> and this dice roller hates me. Uh I am at plus 2. She is hang on a second. Uh Okay. Uh she is at she is at plus 4. Oof. Um so since since this is combat and fate accelerated doesn't really uh differentiate between mental and physical damage, you can either take that as a two shift hit or you can take a minor consequence and it would be something like, you know, shaken resolve because she just yelled at you and it hit home. She she called me chicken. Um hmm. I th- so what are my options again? Um, you can you can take it as a two shift hit, uh, right. which goes against your stress. Okay. If you, if you lose all your stress, you are taken out of the scene, and she gets to say what happens to you. Right. Um, you could also take a mild consequence, something along the lines of like shaken resolve or you know faltering. Um, okay. And basically, what that is, that's a temporary aspect. It goes away after a scene. And it's basically like I can compel it, you know, okay. to give to give her a right. bonus right, right, right. when she's attacking you because she yelled at you and and you're just sort of shaken by it. All right, I will take a I'll take the mild consequence. All right. Um, so how do you want to how do you want to word that? Uh, shaken resolve or faltering or um, yeah, shaken resolve, shaken confidence. Okay, so yeah, she, you know, she's she's right. You did kind of poison that helpless flock of sheep, and then you know, blow up the uh, blow up the hillside in your in your attempt to uh, to lure the 
Well, you, you blew up the hillside afterwards, but yeah. you, you poisoned the flock of sheep in, in, an, in an effort to lure uh, Axim Wan into your, into your trap. Right. Um, so she's got you there. Mm. Um, all right. So now we're back at the top of the turn with you. With me. All right. Um, all right. So while she is. All right. So I'm just going to whip out my chain whips and just try to like smack her with it. Like just try to pimp slap her with my chains. Okay. It's like, how dare you? Um, she's going to attempt to dodge out of the way. Uh, okay. So go ahead and roll that. I'll call that mighty. She's going to try to be swift and not get hit. And God, this die roller really does hate me. I am at plus three. Uh, she's at minus two. Okay. Um, so you get a five shift hit on her. Um, I will say, I will say this: she takes, she takes her one, her one stress box, um, and she takes the medium consequence, wrapped in chains. Okay. Uh, so that's an aspect on her that you can invoke as a bonus because you basically caught her, you know, with your with your chain whips. She's, she's trapped. She's trapped. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so lion turtle. Brilliant. Okay. So I. Uh, I am going to take a few steps forward and then sort of hold my head up slightly with my large titanic maw open as if to say, hey buddy, why don't you throw that god in here? Wait, throw that what? The god. Oh, throw, throw the god, here. okay. It sounded, it sounded a little weird. All right, all right, I'll keep that in mind. All right, so you're holding your action for the, for next turn. Yeah. Uh, um... Jatharis, how about you? This, this, it looks like uh, Kindunos has gotten the way upper hand here, um, and is is maybe about to feed Temulon to Zunquibslay. So, what are you doing? Um, I think I'm just going to keep staying out of it because this isn't my battle to fight. Okay. Um. Sounds sounds good. So you're just sort of hanging out, watching by the sidelines, um, and she is going to. Mm. Sorry, it's been a while since I wrote up this character, so I'm just reminding her, myself of her powers. Um, okay. Um, so she's going to... Um, she... she um, Rears her head back, and from her throat, uh, you you hear this uh, god awful noise uh, that sounds like the 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 baying of animals, the the lowing of cows. It's it's every 
uh, heard animal's vocalization uh, morphed into one uh, horrendous, you know, animal scream. Um, and you hear uh, a rumble uh, as a horde of animals, a, a herd of animals, you know, huge, all different kinds, uh, sheep, cows, uh, chickens, every kind of domestic animal you could think of, uh, starts stampeding through town, um, destroying fences, knocking over, you know, uh, anybody who's, anybody who's in the street is getting trampled. Uh, there's now an aspect on the scene, uh, cacophony of confusion. Uh, so she has summoned a stampede. Um, Eric, we're back with you. Yes. All right. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to try to flat. Let's see. So how big is a stampede? Um, it's, it's fairly sizable. Uh, picture. It's, it's not just, um, you know, a couple of animals and then it's over. It is ongoing. It is like so, every, every domestic animal in the area. When, is yeah. So when uh, Mustafa got tramp, got his ass trampled in the Lion King. All yeah. right, then. Basically like that. Okay, so, hmm. Obviously. So while I still have some time left, I'm going to try to throw her in, um, I'm going to try to throw her in Zunquibslay's gigantic turtle mouth. All right. Turtle mouth sounds like a disease. Oh, man, I got turtle mouth. Well, dang it. Um, so I would call that, um, I would call that mighty and she is, she is mighty as well. And if you want, you can pay a fate point, uh, to exploit her wrapped in chain status. I'm going to so do that. So that put me, so I think I only spent one fate. No, I think I'm okay. So I'm at one fate point then. All right. Um, and you can do that after the roll. So, okay. I keep, I just wanted to remind you that it's a part of You might do really well and not need it. Yeah. So I am at plus two overall. All right. Uh, she is at plus four to resist you. So unless you, you know. Yeah. And let's see. And if I spend the fate point, then what do I get from a bonus on that? Um, so that'll bring you even up. Right. Um, that means you can still succeed, but it has to be at some kind of cost to you. You know, like you, uh, you strain yourself or you're also going to feed some of your chains to the turtle if okay. you want to feed her to it or something, you know, some kind of minor setback like that. Right. Okay, um, and is that minor setback on me or on you or? Uh, that's that's on you. Since, okay. Since you're even up. All right. Um, so let's see. Yeah, I'm going to spend the fate point to do it, and uh, then I am going to. Um, so I'm going to do it, and just the way I kind of throw her in because it's kind of awkward, and you know, we're like you know, like we're both even up against each other. I manage to get the upper hand. And I kind of get in the way of I, – I bring myself closer in the way of the stampede. OK. Um, in that case, um, make, me a, make me a swift roll just to see if you get hit. OK. To see if you can like dodge out of the way. All right. Uh, I am at plus three overall. OK. So yeah, you're, you're fine. Um, nothing runs you over uh, okay. as, you, as you feed her into the, into the maw. Of the waiting lion turtle. Uh, mm. So, um, Zunquipsle, you get uh, an unopposed attack on her because she is just wrapped in chains and, you know, literally being served to you on a silver platter. 
and as I bite down with the, my hard, ferocious jaws, I'm going to call upon my uh, temporary boost. Okay, so that gives you plus two. Brilliant. So I'm going to make a mighty attack, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Where is my dice roller? Brilliant. I get a plus two in total. Okay. Uh, uh, the... And as I bite down with my jaws, I, uh, I turn into a crashing wave. Uh, the intention is to severely injure her without killing her by perforating her with turtle teeth. Okay. Even though she's a god and I can't really kill her. But... Yeah. Well, she's a god, so even if you kill her, it's more of a symbolic thing. Yeah, um, but I want it to be like, we beat you, but we didn't have to fucking mortally wound you to do it. All right. Um, so, so uh, you crash down on her, uh, as, you know, like a, like a wave, um, and then do you reform into your, into your human form, or are you... Yeah, so my normal human form, which is a, a uh, 20-year-old uh, man, dark-skinned, uh, lots of bangles. Uh, I love that band. Yeah, the bangle, <laughs> the bangles of time. Walking yeah. like an Egyptian. Yeah. Um, she and I'm just standing over, and I say, "We had to poison that well in order to draw out a great evil, which we have managed to secure in the prison. You would not even be around if we had not slayed the decadent ones. You should show some respect." She is in a puddle, just absolutely drenched. Uh, she's been disarmed. Uh, she's sputtering. She coughs up water. And she's, yes, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. What if a drought was to befall your precious shepherds? How would the animals be uh, quenched of their thirst then? Hmm? Perhaps I should dry these lands to the bone. Please, please, do not punish my people for... For my overzealousness, uh, I will do anything you want. Um, so, you, you know, she can... You, you are indebted to us now. Yeah, she owes you a big favor. <laughs> <laughs> would, it be too, would it be too much of a dick move to say, I believe an apology is in order? I think that would be, considering that mm. we did, like, fucking permanently poison that land. All right then. Um, are you? She she is like going to go away with her tail between her legs now. If you, uh, you gonna give her her, her platinum crook back, or are you keeping it? Uh, I am going to. I'm I'm gonna hold it in front of her, and then like I'm offering it back to her, and then I say, "What do you say?" <laughs> May I please have my my staff back? Lord Kindunos. I say, yes, you may, and then hand it back to her. Thank you. Do you uh, have an aspect related to forging and or controlling weapons? Uh, I, I probably would now. Since, let's see. My main weapon is arms wrapped in chains. I guess, like, I can replace that with... I guess, like, because I have two-fisted... So my... So I have my high concept, the wings of war, my trouble, eager to leap to conclusions, main weapon, arms wrapped in chains, and two-fisted brawler is one of my uh, other aspects. So, I mean, like, is it possible I can, now that we have that break, is it possible I can, like, add that or change two-fisted brawler into you that? You can swap out an aspect if you want. Yeah, that's okay. fine. 
Yeah, this one's something more related to forging because you've appeared as the blacksmith and right. Like yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. And, and you just uh, you disarmed the the shepherd goddess. So that's... right. Knowledge of weapons. And you forged an army with like magic swords. Yeah. The last did. run. All right then. So this is what we call character evolution in the biz. Weapons forging. Um. Weapons. That's, weapons that's forging knowledge. Sense. I don't know. I mean that works, but we can come up until we. Can yeah, I mean, I, yeah. we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Think, yeah. think about yeah. it in between sessions. Yeah, I would say. Okay. Um, so the um, the town is not too badly destroyed, although um, it it is it is still pouring rain. Uh, as as Zunquibslay turned on the waterworks and has not turned them off. I can uh, only do that once per run. So <laughs> there is a there is a ferocious storm brewing. Uh, and everybody, everybody is just sort of, you know, shows over. The gods are done fighting in the middle of town, so we're all gonna go home. Um, you should all get to your storm cellars if you've invented those yet. Um, I- I'll invent the idea of storm cellars. Okay. Because of this storm, because they are invented. Yes. Yeah. There's a uh, the the tornado funnel is about to touch down. It's terrible. Or can I can I can I blast a beam of light to break up the storm? You can try to break up the storm if you want. Uh, I'd call that mighty. Mighty, all right. Because you're asserting your will over. Yeah, I have to find my roller. And I would say that's going to be a little difficult for you because it was started by the god of you know water itself. Yeah, so... I got a five. Okay, so that'll do it. I would say um, the you you uh, hold your staff aloft, uh, and a beam of you know just pure white brightness uh, break you know shoots right through the clouds and breaks them up, uh, revealing the the starry night behind. Uh, the rain immediately stops. Um, all of the mortals in the area are just awed. Um. So, seeing that it is uh, getting on toward 11.30, uh, which is the time I like to wrap things up, um, I'm going to leave you guys with a thought for next time. Okay. Uh, Question that I would like you to answer. Um, Do you sleep? And if so, what do gods dream about? What do you dream about when you sleep? Hmm. And if you want, you can uh, you can sort of answer now, or you can sit on that one until next time. Uh, but we will we will uh, you know pan away toward the heavens uh, as the battle between the shepherdess and uh, the the war god and the god of water is is ended. Um, So we kind of, we kind of had like a two part game there, uh, definitely divided in half. Yeah. Um, what do you uh, questions, comments, thoughts? Do you, is there anything you'd like to see more of or less of? Or um, I don't necessarily think that this was like a bad episode. Per se. I just kind of like the approach we took to it because I mean, even though my character's a lot more combat oriented, and I'm, I'm like still. A little shaky with, you know, the whole, like, improv and getting into role. But I think this was a good stepping stone for all of that. You know, it's like how, you know, like a real character building episode. Like, how do they, you know, how do we particularly see existence? How do we see the world and all of that? So I think the scenario in the first half was a good, 
was a good like um opportunity uh, for discovery yes opportunity yes i i really liked what you three did um with your attempts to convince un that she should you know treat existence as a gift uh and persuade her that you know it wasn't it wasn't just all a, a tragic mistake i thought that was i thought that was really great and had a a really nice like mythic you know feel rule, to it rule of threes feel to it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and we all you know because like the purpose of existence is going to be solved by like four schmucks running an rpg podcast Right. <laughs> That's it. But we got philosophical up in this bitch. Yeah. Um, right. And just because you imprisoned her, don't think that she doesn't have other inroads into the world. Yeah. Which we will find out. Uh, she's her, one of her fathers is literally has called a silver-tongued dream. She's got plenty of inroads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if she's if she's made of darkness and nothingness, then she can get in any. She can go through anything that's darkness. And I've I've got a couple of I've got a couple of. Uh, you guys were talking about. I'll, I'll give you some some you know hints at what's coming. Uh, she does have some worshippers, and they're going to come into play. Um, and it's it's not going to be. Um, She's not just going to lie down and, and stay in her room. She's going to try to come come out and uh, corrupt the world with with nothingness and make everything hollow. Um, so we'll we'll see uh, how you guys deal with that. Okay, uh, I suppose yeah, in our anyway. next in our next session. Yeah. So uh, we good we we done with our Skype call now. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Brilliantly. Uh, okay. Uh, well. That was Gods and Monsters. Farewell from the past. I'm Raymond.